Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Due to the graphic nature of some of the topics we will be touching on, listener discretion is advised. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Eye for an Eye podcast. I'm your host, Lisa, and I'm here with Jules. We are here today with a little shorter of a episode. This is just a little update that we wanted to throw in here because a few cases we have covered, actually a lot of the cases we have covered, have had updates since we originally recorded them. So we wanted to make sure we were coming back to you guys, giving you the most recent updates giving our thoughts and feelings on those updates, and then going from there. So one of the first cases we wanted to talk about was the Elisa Lamb case. For those of you who have been with us for a while, the Elisa Lamb case was one we covered. It was the first look at our Blind Eye series. Let me see really quickly what episode it shows us in our feed so you guys can go back and listen to that. Okay, it's November 16th, 2018. So it's listed as episode number one in 2018. But yeah, so episode one for our Blind Eye series. Since this episode was recorded, there have been some updates on the case. And actually, in a rare turn of events, my opinion kind of changed on what I believe happened in this case. And we're going to discuss it. So for those who aren't familiar with the case that we're talking about, Lisa Lamb, was the girl who was a college student, I believe, at the time. And it's one of the creepiest, quote-unquote, unsolved, kind of unsure what happened cases out there. But essentially, there were many conspiracy theories about what happened to Elisa Lamb, who was found deceased in a water tank of the Cecil Hotel, the very infamous Cecil Hotel. And if you're familiar at all with true crime, I'm sure you guys know the Cecil Hotel has a very morbid past. I think we should do a whole episode on the Cecil Hotel because it is absolutely crazy. I was just skimming through an article and it mentions Richard Ramirez, Jake Unterweger. I don't know that name though. No, neither do I, but I think that would be a really cool case. And obviously this happened there as well. Yes. And very loosely, American Horror Story Hotel that season, I remember what number it is said to be based off the Cecil Hotel. A lot of creepy things happening at this hotel. What that makes this case creepy? Super creepy. Jules, we've never heard your input on this case, which I want to hear before I give my updated opinion. But again, just to go over it, Elisa was found in the Cecil Hotel's water tower. 
It was very confusing how she got there. One of the most infamous parts and creepy parts of this case was the elevator footage. There was footage of Elisa Lamb doing some weird things in an elevator, moving her hands around, creeping in and out, standing in the corner, seemingly afraid. The elevator doors weren't shutting. People said maybe the security footage that we were now seeing of Elisa had been messed with because the timestamps are blurry and seem to skip. But there were so many theories that Matt and I went through. The elevator game, which people believe is portal to another dimension or even hell. Some say maybe it was some sinister, ghostly, paranormal activity. Some say there was another human being there chasing her. And some say it was simply a mental break. And then unfortunately, she was just having a pretty tough time. So it was a really interesting case to kind of dissect. And the Cecil Hotel documentary on Netflix does a really good deep dive on this case, but comes at it from a perspective that I kind of wasn't expecting. Yeah, I really enjoyed that documentary. It's four episodes, I believe. Is it called Hotel Cecil? Was I right? The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. Okay. <laughs> right, but it was close enough. I think the first things that like really creeped me out about the case was there's just so many very, very strange coincidences. And again, we get into these in more detail in the actual episode, but a few from the top of my head, one of which is the test for tuberculosis was called the Lamalisa. And it was, again, used to test water, which is so creepy because she was found in a water tower. Then, And there was an outbreak of tuberculosis at the time. And then on top of that, the movie Dark Water, I think that's what it's called, is like the exact same plot. And so essentially the way they found that Elisa Lamb was in the Cecil Hotel's water tower is patrons of the hotel started to notice that their water tasted funky and was brown. And they were like, this is weird. So they reported it to hotel management. And at the same time, the hotel was kind of looking for Elisa. They had been aware that she was missing. And one of the maintenance workers found her in this water tank. And the water tank situation was very strange. There were only so many ways you could get up to the roof where it was located. I feel like there was something too, Lisa, where the lid of the water tank was closed and it was seemingly impossible for it to have been closed from the inside. Yeah. So that's 100% what I wanted to touch on too, because that's something that the documentary explored that I had not known of information prior so let's get into it. Now that we've given you an overview of the case and what happened, and again, I think if you're listening to this update and you haven't already seen The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel, you should absolutely go watch it real quick because we'd love to hear your updated thoughts or if your opinions change. Let me just ask Jules, what do you think happened before I go into my case? So first, I want to kind of recap broadly what the theories are. The running theories were that Elisa committed suicide by placing herself in the water tank or she was murdered by whether it's someone real someone paranormal someone in another dimension or a question if elisa was using illegal substances or abusing substances i don't know i never felt that there was enough strong evidence in any case to link to the paranormal right there's been a weird shit but this elevator footage lisa literally <laughs> Chills me to the bone. I can't watch it. So, so, so creepy. And it's so strange, too, because the parts that freak me out 
or when she's moving her hands all weird and is standing in the corner of the elevator. It's crazy how much creepy things can impact you. Just like solely creepy. Raise your hand if you've been personally victimized by the elevator video. <laughs> Looking at this case without that footage, I don't know that I would ever say, or any other case, because I'm not a big person of paranormal beliefs, but we have been binging the latest season of Stranger Things, which you guys, I'm obsessed with. And I, I feel more strongly that there is a possibility that time is functioning in different streams all at the same time. Like dimensions? Kind of, but the past and the future and the present are all happening at the same time. I don't know. What? <laughs> isn't that isn't that what dimensions are? I don't know. We're all so you think Elisa Lamb was vic- victimized by time travel? No, no, no. I'm just saying I'm more open to those sorts of thoughts. And maybe she's in the upside down. I don't know. <laughs> so wait, what is your end-all be-all theory of what happened to her? I don't know. What I think is most likely it was suicide by accident. I don't think she meant to kill herself. But then there's the fact that we mentioned earlier about the lid of the water tank. And so how do we explain that? I guess, long story short, there's so many things here that are too weird and coincidental to me. And that footage of the elevator is horrifying and leads you to believe that there's something else going on. And I think people really honed in on the timestamps. And wasn't it something weird about the access to the roof to actually get to the water towers? Yeah. So in order for a normal person to get access to the otherwise locked roof, you had to like swing over the side of the building, climb up what looked like a escape ladder, get onto the building, climb up the water tower and the lid to the water tower is pretty heavy and there's no way to close it once you're in because it's a water tower. There's nothing to balance on. So in the first episode, I was pretty sure... Or maybe not pretty sure. I mean, it's unsolved, so how sure could I have been? But I was pretty confident in that somebody put her in there. That was my original thought. I didn't necessarily believe in the paranormal stuff, although I understand why people would think that, one, because of the crazy history of this hotel, and two, because of the creepy videos. And like, You said, Jules, if those videos didn't exist, I don't think those theories would have existed. I mean, if something creepy (laughs) shows you one thing, of course, you're going to start to kind of be like, well, maybe that maybe that could be something here. Hey, I thought about it was in the elevator video. There's a part where it cuts to her peering out of the elevator, looking both ways, retreating back into the elevator and staying at the corner as if she was seeing something. And my original thought and the theories about the water tower were that because she's in this water tower that was closed, that there was no way it could have closed with her in it. And that's the way it was reported found, right? It was reported that the janitor went up on the roof originally was reported. The janitor went off on the roof, just happened to look in the water tower because people were complaining about the water quality and taste and stuff. And then found her dead body floating there. But when I watched the documentary. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. They explore the theories, most of them, if not all of them. They recall the theories and they interviewed the janitor who found her or the worker who found her. I don't know if he was necessarily a janitor. And I guess it was misreported that the lid was closed when he found her. Apparently, the lid was actually open, which does change things. And I don't remember if they necessarily reenacted it, but they walked through how that could be if she did it on her own. And a running theory that they landed on in the documentary, which was a pretty convincing theory, which is why now it's my theory. So I can't take credit for thinking this originally, but I believe she had some sort of break with reality. I don't believe they found any drugs in her system. But I don't remember complete details at this exact second. She had been posting on her Tumblr kind of darker thoughts. She was depressed. She was lonely. Definitely struggling with some sort of mental illness. And I think there was some sort of break to reality. I think like Jules said, she didn't mean to kill herself. But something happened where she was led to this water tower. Somehow, without being seen, monkey crawled up this building from the escape that they assume that's how she got up there, climbed up the water tower, was probably following some sort of delusion, jumped in. And again, because that lid was reportedly not actually closed, she jumped in, drowned, and couldn't get out. It's super tragic and really sad and scary, frankly. And it's scary that it took so long for them to figure that out. But also who on the planet would be like, oh, this girl's probably dead in a water tower on the top of a building. I also found it interesting that the documentary really, really went into the rebranding that the hotel tried to go through after the Elisa Lamb case, because of course, this video went viral and people were chasing down this hotel. They wanted to stay there. They wanted to see if they could, you know, spend a night in the horror hotel. They wanted to look at the theories and the documentary followed two people who went to the hotel as web sleuths to try to go to the room that she was staying in. And I thought it was interesting to note that Elisa's roommates actually asked to be moved, which we touched on when we originally covered this. I think that just speaks to the manic state of mind or the delusional state of mind she must have been in that would have led to her getting in this water tower and who knows exactly what happened it's one of those cases that's kind of frustrating because it's like how would we ever know if the lid was open that changes everything in my opinion but i need to explain away the elevator footage and whether that's attributed to her state of mind or I don't remember if they said whether or not she had drugs in her system. She didn't. I'm almost 100% positive she did not. Then also, I'm not trying to indicate or imply that she did, but how quickly does that wear out of a system if her body wasn't found right away? If you're found a week later, are you still going to show? Like, is your toxicology the same as if you were found a day later? That's a good point. I actually don't know the answer to that one. But there are a lot of crazy theories in an episode that we covered 
for Elisa Lamb's case, we do deep dive most of the theories, even so far as I made Matt run through word for word the elevator game to see if that one held any weight on our end. But I just thought there were really interesting updates to the case that were worth mentioning because it did change my opinion. I originally did think it was some sinister murder that just wasn't caught because the evidence just didn't make much sense to me. And I find that that kind of goes along with the web sleuth conversation we keep having and how powerful rumors on the internet can be. I'm not 100% sure what the documentary said as to how the way the water tower was found got skewed. I can't remember if they had closed it and the helicopter flew overhead and it was closed at that point. Or if someone misunderstood the worker who had found her, or if he originally thought it was closed and then remembered it was open, or what happened, I can't remember. Lisa, I was thinking when you were talking about that earlier, what if, because it's like you said, nobody would think that she was there. There was reports that she was missing, whatever. What if somebody was up on the roof, the maintenance worker, or whatever, for other reasons, saw that it was open and is like, this shouldn't be open, and went up and closed it? without really looking further into it. It's just so creepy. I know. I need two things explained to me. Number one, the door, but I think there's more logic to that. There's more reasons that make sense in my mind. But number two is the elevator footage. I just feel that that's so creepy and strange. And I want to know, did it have to do with state of mind? Did it have to do with substances? I don't know. The documentary is great. So if you haven't watched it, I recommend. It's really, really, really well done and explores the theories and it makes you wonder. And personally, as you listeners know by now, probably with me talking your ear off for years now, I hate when there's cases that don't have a solid concrete end where someone can't definitively say, this is what happened, case closed, done. And I know that they officially ruled it an accident, a drowning by accident. There are so many very strange, creepy coincidences. And I will say the other theory that I believed or could kind of believe is the tuberculosis test one, just because it's so just eerie through and through that she was a tuberculosis test subject. I don't know. What was it? A test subject for a cure, a test subject for a new strain? I don't know. But to me, that's too coincidental. I am curious what you guys think out there, if anybody else's opinions have stayed the same, have they changed? Did you think you knew all along? Did you always believe it was an accidental drowning? Did you think it was something more sinister? Do you believe that they're just kind of using an easy way out of the more sinister theories? What do you guys think? I'm so curious. And what do you think of the documentary? Because in my opinion, I felt it was very well done. But I know some people may not feel the same way. I was actually on TikTok and I couldn't figure out what documentary they were talking about, but it was like the sister or family member. And she was very angry about the way. It was uh, dead asleep. Okay. So then I was reading through the comments to try to find out and people were saying a lot of documentaries, the family members and close friends were unhappy. So if you are a close family member of Lisa Lamb, please listen yeah, I am curious what her family feels or things. But I mean, I think they also knew that she was struggling. So who knows? I mean, the story doesn't help itself being that it happened at the Cecil Hotel. 
I think if it happened at a normal hotel and just this weird freak accident happened with no random footage that is creepy as hell, there's no random coincidences that make no sense and are creepy. I think that would be a little different, but there is a lot that doesn't make sense or that's too close for comfort. The tuberculosis test, the footage, you know, all these theories that are floating around. Some of them do make a lot of sense. So I am really curious. And would the conspiracy theorists have gone in so ham on this if, like you said, it wasn't at the Cecil Hotel, if we didn't have that creepy elevator footage? Probably not. I think the elevator footage is where it really nailed the sleuthing hard because it is very unsettling to look at. And I was just describing the video and didn't use any adjectives. I just said it's a girl in an elevator acting, you know, different, but I guess that's an adjective. I don't think people would be as alarmed. But when you actually watch the video, it's very unsettling. It just doesn't feel right. There is a chunk of time missing. The date and stuff is all scrambled up. You know how in The Ring, the movie The Ring, when you take a picture of someone who's watched the video, their face is distorted and the time's all messed up. That's kind of what it feels like. And with all this folklore, with the movie being identical to what happened, Dark Waters plot happened before Elisa Lamb died. And it is the exact same thing. A dead girl is found in the water tower. The reason they figure it out is because they're showering and using their, that water to brush their teeth and wash themselves. There are too many coincidences to make me feel great about it. But I will say that documentary did kind of sway the way I saw it. And I think you're right, Jules. I think that could be why maybe some people didn't love this documentary. Because if it doesn't align with your theory of what happened, it can be a little frustrating. Because a lot of people put a lot of time and effort into looking into this case and really trying to break down every little clue of what happened. And for this documentary to end up just being like oh yeah she just accidentally drowned because she got up there and no one realized it it is kind of frustrating I remember feeling frustrated when I watched this because I spent a lot of time looking into this case right we did an episode on it I heard about it prior it's a really unsettling case regardless of what happened and I could understand why the documentary would add frustration because if you believe something happened and you want that confirmation that what you're believing is true to have a documentary kind of be like yeah we looked at everything and you're wrong (laughs) kind of makes you think is that an easy way out or is that really what happened it's so interesting and of course we'll continue to update all of our listeners if we hear anything else but we are really curious what you guys think what did you think before the documentary what did you think after I think it's a really interesting case and I'm excited that you guys are here for this little update and I hope you guys enjoyed it Remember to rate, review, subscribe, listen in. Again, our Patreon, you can donate cents a month, like 50 cents a month, a dollar a month, $2 a month. For your feeling in your bones, it really, really helps our show in, in so many ways. We're able to improve our sound, edit, all this stuff. And it really helps us and makes us happy. So just make sure you check that out. I love y'all.